which is so just insane. Yeah. To be the ones that are supplying Ukraine and then to tell China, oh, but you can't do that. Right. We, we are picking fights. Yeah. Clack. Welcome back to the tank. Alright, clickety clack. Clickety clack. Clickety clack. Clickety clack. We got four listeners back. That show back. whack. That show whack. No, I said clickety clack. We got four listeners. Clickety clack. We got four listeners back. Mm. That's a really... Okay, I'm done. Alright. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We're just trying new things here. We're just know, trying to figure out the intro. Yeah, we're just trying to... We don't have any sponsors, it. so we can't no. say this episode brought to you by... <laughs> so you just, go with, you just go with the intro. Yeah. Anyway, okay, well, we're in the tank. Um, we, we got some stuff to talk about today. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I feel like <laughs> just before we get into it, um, we just, I, I want to preface and say this is seemingly, this show is quickly turning into kind of a uh, report on the news, but not just the news, kind of this it's kind of feels a little doomsday-ish and there's all this crazy stuff going on and it feels really dark and but the reality is that there is a lot of stuff going on i actually way too is, much to keep up with for sure and yeah i think uh it, it could feel like doomsday so we certainly don't want it to just be doomsday yes we want to do something though that we feel is really important, which is to tell the truth. <laughs> right. And yeah. uh right. unfortunately mm-hmm. I don't control the truth. The truth just is what it is. Right. So um Well and like the raising awareness and helping helping bring a sobriety, a much needed sobriety to our our minds. For sure. And it just helps hopefully, I mean I know for me when I in knowing the truth, it helps me to know how to act. It, that, and that's what I was going to say. In that sobriety, in that understanding, okay, this is what's going on. Now, how can I prepare? Yeah, so you don't panic. Right. You don't act like a crazy hooligan yeah. with their chicken with their head cut right. off. But let's just be aware. Let's put some wisdom to this. Let's understand what the times that we're living in. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing is that we don't act from our, we've talked about this before here, but we don't act from our resident aliens, a- alienship. We act from our citizenship in the kingdom of heaven. So what that means is no matter what happens, we know that the world's going to hell in a handbasket and there's a lot of stuff that we can't control. Yep. So I don't need to respond with fear, but my goodness, the, the antithesis is not burying my head into the sand. I have to be aware of what's going on so that I can lead myself, lead my family, lead those around me towards goodness, towards, mm-hmm. towards the Lord and towards things that would hopefully impact people and point them to him in, mm-hmm. in the end times that we are living in. So with that being said, we have some interesting news to talk about this week. Um, and it seems we talked last week about uh, Zelensky and kind of the war crimes that he's been committing. And not a week later, uh, Biden takes a trip over to Ukraine there was a very interesting article that came out in the mainstream uh, media 
um, with a title basically literally saying that we cannot go back. Um, kind of this massaging the people to understand that uh, or to believe that the only way forward is to just dig ourselves deeper into this war that's brewing. We've pledged more money. And Biden left a little love note for Zelensky, <laughs> um, handwritten, handwritten note for him. Because he couldn't articulate it by vocalizing it. <laughs> right. So he knew that uh, Dr. Jill's handwriting would be good enough to <laughs> Dr. Jill. communicate it. That's good. Yeah. So um, do you want to fill us in a little bit on kind of what's going on with oh, all this? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it just, it's, it's crazy, y'all. So, uh, well, before Biden went over to Ukraine, he was over in Munich, Germany. Um, and, and really there was all kinds of people over there in Munich, Germany. His, his buddy Pete Buttigieg was over there. Interesting. Uh, huh. while, while East Palestine right. is, no joke. Oh, uh, gosh. literally <laughs> being nuked <laughs> uh, to, because of, and because of train derailment, yeah. which would fall under the, uh, transportation secretary's right. oversight. Jeez. Uh, Pete's over there rubbing elbows and shaking hands with uh, the powers that be in, in Munich. But they had their meeting in Munich, which essentially was, I think, all them getting together saying, hey, there's like stuff going on over here in, in the East. We should all be prepared for what might happen. And then who knows what else they're scheming or talking yeah. about or planning. But sure. um, yeah, so Biden goes over to Ukraine. And this was, it seems like it was kind of like a little impromptu visit, like not really... Some people were surprised by this. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that. And uh, we have delivered hundreds of billion, over a hundred billion dollars to, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. A hundred billion dollars. That's right. Yeah. I said it and I was like, wait a minute. That can't be right. Wait a minute. Yes, it is right. We've Can I just take a pause on that real quick? Because I was literally in my head just doing the math. Let's just say it's $35 trillion that we're that we're at right now in terms of like a hundred billion dollars is a lot of money. Oh yeah. It's a lot of money. When you really look at that in terms of comparison to that's one three, if it is three to 35 trillion, I think it's somewhere right around there. One 350th, which doesn't sound like a lot, but 35 trillion is a lot of freaking debt. Well, think about it this way. A hundred billion dollars <laughs> is about a 10th, maybe a little bit less than a 10th, one 10th, of our annual deficit. Oh, wow. So the the, uh, the money that we spend and the debt that we increase, (sighs) the increase of our debt year over year, it's a 10th of that 10% just shipped right off to Ukraine. That is insane. Yeah. And so you might hear that. And if you, if you don't know, uh, let's just state some, some facts. Let's just make some statements. Yeah. Putin, not a good guy. Mm-hmm. I don't like Putin. Yeah. He's a killer. He's, he's a bad dude. Yeah. Russia. I don't like what they stand for. Mm, sure. They're under Putin's leadership. I don't like it. They want to destroy the West. They're not good. Ukraine. Also not good. Yeah. Which would be contrary to what you would read oh, in the totally. mainstream media or what you would think watching political leaders, Hollywood leaders, all these people oh, yeah. showing all their support, wearing their re- their blue and yellow. Anytime Facebook makes a uh, frame of, of, yeah. that you can like put your profile <laughs> yeah, picture you know in garbage. support of, you know, it's, it's you got to raise an eyebrow. <laughs> 
So Ukraine is not good. Zelensky, not good. And here's why. Because Ukraine for decades has been known to be corrupt. Corrupt how? Corrupt because they take money and they they don't use it for its intended purposes. It, it's a it's a money laundering government essentially. We've mm. been we found out through the whole FTX debacle that Ukraine is is a funnel of money laundering for the Democratic Party and the federal government of the United States to launder money right back to itself wait, and wait, line wait, its own wait, pockets. Wait, wait. Time out, time out, time out. You remember this? We no, talked about this. I know the FT. I did not know that was U- Ukraine. It was going right through freaking Ukraine. <sighs> yeah. So just keep that in your back pocket. <laughs> then you talk about the war crimes that they're committing, which we covered oh, last yeah. week. Oh yeah. So Ukraine. <clears throat> Not good. Not going to say they're an ethical, Both moral... Both bad. Yeah. Both are company, bad. Or yep. country. And I would say that if Ukraine was in the... the, If they had the level of power that Russia did, they'd probably be trying to do the same thing. Oh, Russia. Sure. So, both parties are bad. There's not a good guy in the fight. Right. They're just two bad guys fighting each other. Mm-hmm. So, why then would the United States... And all these other European countries. And I'm going to say this too. It's not just like, this is not a political divide. Like there are Republicans and Democrats alike that are all for supporting Ukraine. Lindsey Graham cannot talk enough about how much we should support Ukraine. Hmm. So why is the question? Why would we get involved? That's what I keep coming back to. Yeah. Well, there's some speculations that could be made. Talk to me, because I, I, this is literally what I, 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 I'm racking my brain. I mean, it all, it's got to come down to money and power at some point. I just don't it know. It always does. I just don't. I just, there's just stuff There's I don't a know. reason that the love of money is the root yeah. of evil. It's because the love of money yeah. is what is driving. And really, this actually connects a lot of dots. And, and the same point applies to different situations mm. so let's we've been talking about ukraine and i'm just going to say the love of money is the root of evil and it's spurring the ukrainian uh propaganda yeah and the u.s and european countries siding with ukraine so just hold that thought love of money root of evil in that case you also have the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, Mm -hmm. small town. I think it's like 4,700 people live there as of 2021. So it's called 5,000, just rounding up. Sure. A couple weeks ago that happens, nothing crickets, right? Right. And only now, within the last week, have we heard about it. And it's because it's gotten so bad that it's like glowing there in East Palestine. It's it's Chernobyl 2.0, literally. Yeah. And nobody is doing anything about it mm-hmm. in the government to, to the extent that even like the governor of Ohio won't declare it like a federal emergency or a state emergency. And FEMA, who is supposed to be this like restoration organization mm-hmm. where they go to all the hurricanes, they go to all the natural disasters and do that and help them rebuild their society and their, their, little little ecosystem there. FEMA, because he didn't 
declare it to be some type of an emergency, they weren't going to go. They were like, oh, sorry, we can't go. Can't help you guys. And then the public was like, what do you mean? Like, you're FEMA. That's the whole point. <laughs> so then they changed their mind. Like, okay, yeah, we actually, you know what? We did find this clause that existed that we can go even though he doesn't declare Insane. an emergency. But it had to do what it had to do. The reason that there was this big up in the air thing, and it's still like the the accountability is not in place for the railroad. And this, this Norfolk railroad. Right. It's so interesting to me that let's just take the left and the ideologues on the left. Obviously, they love their global warming. They love their climate change. They love their environmentalism. And we've seen over just the last couple decades, these oil spills or Mm -hmm. these natural environmental catastrophes. And the left is just calling for these these people's jobs. They're calling at these companies saying, yeah. It's your fault. Sue them. They should like crash and burn. Right. Why aren't they doing that with Norfolk? That's a really good point. Why aren't they doing that? Well, is it because Pete's in the, in the tar, in the target? Could be. You're not coming out. You're not coming out. We don't know that yet, but could be. I don't know. What we do know is that Norfolk, (laughs) their ESG rating. So let's, let's remember what ESG is. Environmental social social good governance. Governance. Yes. Thank you. Environmental social governance. Uh, their ESG score is higher. Get the heck out of here. Than Tesla's. So this railroad company that just is is boiling a city in the eastern Ohio and is contaminating the Ohio River that gives drinking water to millions of people has a higher ESG score than uh, electric car company that's reducing that it's eliminating vehicle uh, emissions all right so, so can can you just let's because that's a really <laughs> that's a i mean that's like petrifying that's a very scary that's a very scary uh point mm-hmm. so we talked when we talked about uh maybe just real quickly just remind us what that what that is and then you know we talked about a real life example we put it in the in the you know like what what, what could this mean for you you know if you're getting a loan the banks could deny you based off whatever it's happening right here, not two weeks later, mm-hmm. not three weeks later, yeah. whatever. And you want to know why? So then it's like, well, wait a minute. How in the heck is ESG, the ESG score for Norfolk, Norfolk higher than a, right. a green energy car company? Like, how is that possible? Yeah. Well, the people that are in charge of setting the ESG scores, J.P. Morgan Chase, BlackRock, mm-hmm. Vanguard, all of these financial institutions, guess who's the biggest investors at Norfolk don't even tell me yeah so your face says it if you can't see his face his face knows yep their biggest investors JP Morgan Chase BlackRock Vanguard all the creators of ESG and how funny it is that the ones that make it up (laughs) they get to like keep score totally and you've got Norfolk, who is responsible for this nuclear catastrophe right. in East Palestine, is totally contaminated. They're not getting any of their property. Like, it, yeah, it just, yeah, it's yeah. gone. Yeah. It's a nuke town. Yeah. Can I take a quick break and just say that if you want to say any other thing about, you know, objective truth or subjective truth or, well, my truth matters or your truth matters, 
All right, wherever you fall on that, you have you have to see, even if you support this junk, that if it if if the powers that be don't believe what you believe, they can my well my truth or my truth matters or you know and yours doesn't. So I yeah. I can do whatever I want to screw you yeah. and to mess with your. It has, it has nothing to do with morality, nothing to do with the goodness of mankind, the pursuit of happiness, liberty. It has nothing no, to do with it's, that. It's it's power. It is. I mean, there's a reason that slavery went on uh, from a from a global historical perspective. It's like we have slavery in our tiny little American context, right. which I'm not downplaying it. Everybody's going to be like, oh, my gosh, he's downplaying <laughs> it. It was terrible. It yes. was awful. It was evil in the U.S. Yep. But slavery's gone on for thousands of yep. years right. before the U.S. even existed mm-hmm. everywhere. Yes. Like it's for whatever reason kind of wired in our evil human nature. And this is the the sly, like, there is a desire for the elite to rule the peasants. Yeah, it's just cerebral slavery. It is. It's just yeah. there. Yeah. So, anyways, we got into all that because the love of money is the root of all evil. And what you have is you have money driving these, what are called public-private partnerships. Mm-hmm. So what that means is you've got a a government, that's the public, and you've got a corporation, usually a large, big corporation that has some sort of financial weight to swing around. Sure. And they form this alliance, non-beknownst most of the time to the people. Right. And certainly not for the good of the people. Right. <clears throat> because what this partnership will allow is it allows for this type of, you've heard of what is called like cronyism. It allows for just that. It allows for the government to lean on corporations to fulfill their agendas, to push certain things. Like you want to talk about a more recent example of cronyism that has come to light. It's the FBI pressuring former Twitter mm. to censor mm-hmm. conservative voices. Now, is that is that a, a, a literal example of cronyism? Like, what would you, like, define yeah. what cronyism is? That is. So, the reason that's cronyism is because the, the, the Twitterverse, they are allowed to um, do certain things, and I don't have access, I don't have knowledge of what those things would be, but essentially what they're doing is they're buying their get-out-of-jail-free card. And the way they're doing that is they're sending money to particular parties in the federal government that are going to help them, which we saw that from the 98% or 99% of the donations that their company was responsible for giving went to the Democratic Party. And the federal government leverages their part of the partnership to say, hey, we're going to give you guys passes on certain things and we're not going to make you guys uh, live by the same set of rules that everybody else in your industry might have to live by, Mm -hmm. or especially smaller companies in your industry might have to live by. But you're going to have to do us some favors, Hmm. i.e. FBI to Twitter, cancel Trump, cancel Matt Walsh, cancel the the doctor I can't remember his name but the doctor that essentially said Kavanaugh or no not Ka- I can't uh, remember doctor yeah I, I know you're talking about but he's a doctor that yeah. came out and said hey COVID gotcha. what we're making this to be right. and especially pushing these vaccines not a good idea guys and like not, not a to good mention idea. the most published cardi cardiologist or most one of the most published yeah. doctors he's, in his he's field well he's, respected yeah, well, yeah. in his field so he's so basically what you're respect. saying is cronyism is <clears throat> is essentially the government 
speaking to the private sector at some level, some business, some organization, some company, uh, them having correspondence and an agreement to say, the government saying, we'll give you a pass kind of from the laws, from tax breaks, for some, some sort of something. Some, something. Yeah. You get some sort of break, but you have to do us a favor in order to get that break. Yeah, so Norfolk, there is... Uh, not only are J.P. Morgan Chase, BlackRock, Vanguard, all the biggest investors, but you have individuals, powerful individuals. Warren Buffett happens to be a, a person that's really involved in the ownership uh, financially yeah. of Norfolk. Wow. And that guy's a, a open Democrat, has always been a Democrat, and heavily feeds the Democratic Party with, with wow. capital. Hmm. So uh, the the corporate side of this, the private side of the partnership of Norfolk, hmm. they're providing financial opportunity for individuals in the government. And this yeah. comes down to an individual level. This is not like the government as a whole sure, saying sure. we're going to form these partnerships. It's many individuals that make up the government that are forming yeah. these partnerships. A good distinction. Because if yeah. I, if I have stock in Norfolk, I don't know if it's public or private, but if I had stock in Norfolk, then I want my stock to do well. Right. And if Norfolk spills a bunch of hazardous chemicals <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in Ohio and is about to face a giant lawsuit sure. that, that could put him out of business, like it's that bad. Right. That's not good for my stock. Right. So in the government, I'm going to say, mm. I have the power to yeah. maybe turn the turn tide a blind here. eye. Yeah. yeah. Turn a blind eye. Hey, by the way, New York Times. Don't report on this. Washington Post, don't report on this. Go look at the spy balloons, the little shiny objects up in the sky mm -hmm. that we don't even know what they are. So whether it's Ukraine, hmm. whether it's what's going on in East Palestine, right. or, or, or any other spot where the money flows and we don't really know what's happening to it, we don't know what's going on, mm -hmm. or if it's like, huh, they really should be covering this why aren't they covering this in the media? Why do they seem to be preoccupied with something else? It's because there's something there that yep. they don't want you to see. Totally. Yeah. Um, and I think even on that note, like that's a really good, cause I'm thinking part of me is sitting here. I'm, I'm like, okay, what's our takeaway for the listener? What's the listener's takeaway? What's our takeaway? I think that is, that's one takeaway is when, whether it's, you know, we're, we're just two regular guys, you know, so it's like we, we only find what we find, but whether it's us, whether it's, you know, the redact redacted podcast or wherever you find your, you know, news that's not <laughs> mainstream uh, media um, and you find these stories that are happening and you realize, you know, or, or you ask the question, why aren't they, why aren't they reporting on that? Even if you don't know the answer, I have this phrase with a buddy of mine where you say, just file it away, just file it away. Just don't, don't forget it, dig into it what you can, but just, just that'll come back, you know, and then you'll start, you'll start seeing these trails, these things start connecting and it will help you, you know, uh, it will help you in knowing how to, how to move about and whatever, whatever it's, whatever's happening, you know, yeah. but just that, just that don't, don't forget it. But sometimes we can't do anything right here in the moment on some of these things, but it's like, just be aware, file it away. And later, uh, something else will happen that sure. will, you may be able to do something about. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And amen to that. And also like our government system 
even though it's not followed very well by by the ones that are in government or it's not really exercised by the people that yeah really like you and I were in charge of the government yeah so we need to more now than ever like this is what we can do right now yeah. we need to be emailing on yes, the phones yes. with our right. state representatives our state congresses our federal congress representatives yep. we need to be like in their ear yeah and saying hey what's going on in east palestine not right not right. okay and i don't want to see it again yeah like if anybody's ever worked for a boss that came up to you and said i don't want you to ever do that again or i don't want to see this ever again like that'll whip your butt into shape yeah like you're gonna do Should. something about it and then not only do we have to like be loud and say that part but we've got to back up our bark with a good bite next mm-hmm. year yeah, because in 2024, I'm not looking at November, y'all. I'm telling you, I've said this once, and I'll say it a million times. We need to be paying attention in the spring when we are in the mm. primaries mm-hmm. and we are electing the representatives that are going to represent right. our yes. specific parties in the general election. Right. That's when it's time to pay attention. Totally. Because, like I said, with the Ukraine thing, you've got people on the left and on the right that are both for. Right. This Ukraine yeah. war. And and if you don't like so the East Palestine thing, you know, emailing the state representatives, emailing the people who can control, you know, uh, and, and make decisions. Yes. And doing that as it relates to this Ukraine deal, because what I want to hear about is the, this new pledge of money that we have given oh to gosh. Ukraine. Can you tell it's, us a little bit about like what what so have sick. what are we using this money for? What well, are they using this well, supposedly using this one, money for? We don't know, right? Because <laughs> right. they're crooked, yep. they're corrupt. Right. For all we know, and it's it's not far fetched. It's not really that cynical to say like they're using this to pad their own pockets. Mm. The elites in Ukraine are taking skimming off the top thirty cents, fifty cents of every dollar or whatever. I don't know the exact number, but I know that there's some crooked corruption going on. And we know that they're money laundering, like we said with the whole FTX thing, that was evidence of that. That Ukraine was funneling funds from the US government to go right back into the Democratic Party. Yeah. So it's all messed up. It's all crooked. But even then, here's what Biden comes out in the open and says, and y'all look this up, like I'm not going to put in the recording necessarily, but look it up. He said this in the press conference. This is what he said. He said, not only are we going to assist the war effort, and he said this very clearly, there was no stumbling over this, no babbling. Uh He said, not only are we helping with the war effort, but we're going to help on a humanitarian effort. And they make it sound like so noble, like, oh yes, humanity. Well, what does that mean? Hmm. He said, we're going to provide food. We're going to provide refugee assistance, blah, blah, blah. Like the the normal things that are supposed to sort of disarm you and say, oh, okay, that's fine. Right. But then he says, we're going to make sure that their schools and hospitals are open, which is like, okay, hospitals for sure. I get schools like, yeah, maybe, I don't know. Like, why are we opening new schools over there when they're getting bombed? I'm not sure that that's necessarily essential mm-hmm. like for the U.S. to do. But then the worst of the worst, this like made my freaking blood boil. He said, we're going to help take care of their pension plans and their social programs so that the people of Ukraine have something in their pockets. No way. So for those of you, for my grandparents 
or, or I mean, at this point, my grandparents aren't using it anymore. It's, it's done, but like social security for those who are supposed to be eligible for social security over here <coughs> in the United States, that that's dwindling and is eventually going to go away. Like you and I, I, I I'm oh, considering dude. social security. Yeah, no gone. way. Right. We're not getting that. Yeah, totally. It's gone. Yeah. So like our social security is not taken care of. Our pensions aren't taken care of. Our cities are full of toxic waste that is not being financially taken care of. <laughs> Meanwhile, while that's all going on, let's just make sure that the Ukrainian people have something in their pockets. Yeah, that pisses me off. It like should. that is legitimate. Oh, that makes me. Um, I mean, it's just I think what I'm trying. I'm kind of stumbling because I'm just like that. I, that's the first I heard that. That I mean. I'm I'm sitting here over the past couple of years going through financial crisis mm-hmm. and like yeah. rethinking what it means to uh, what does retirement mean to me? It mm-hmm. means it's totally different. What we just said that my grandparents, these are thoughts that we've all, if you've been paying attention, all have been have been having or you should have been having at 401ks are not what they used to be. All this stuff like I, I'm like, you know, and then not to mention all the BS of, you know, how we're getting taxed from COVID and all the oh, crazy stuff that we get, we're getting crap. pegged with. And you're telling me that we're going to go give my, the tax money. Yeah. Your dollars. That I'm getting squeezed my by. Dollars to are pe- paying for pensions in Ukraine. That's what they're supposed to be going towards. Now, I don't even know if that's going to happen, but even if it did happen, right. it's still messed up. It's still totally backwards. Totally backwards. It's actually, it speaks of uh, communism. Like it speaks of like that kind of like, hey, we'll just take care. Like if those, like, I don't know, like that, it's a little bit of a stretch, but that that same kind of logic mentality of just the government will take care of you and we'll supply all your needs and we're going to take from all the people that, you know. We shouldn't be taking from, you yeah. know, to do these. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's sick and wrong. And it, and it really, like, <sighs> it hit home. I mean, it, it hit home right when I heard it. When I heard it, I was disgusted. But then I'm listening to uh, a, a talk show today, and I hear that they're taking callers. And this guy calls in. He's 76 years old, and he's on the phone, and he says, I'm 76, and I work 40 hours a week because I can't oh afford to gosh. retire because my Social Security won't take care of me. And when I hear that we're sending my tax dollars that I'm working for at 76 years old over to Ukraine, like that's infuriating. Mm. And my question is, is how much longer do we need to be infuriated before we finally just say enough is enough? Yeah. I don't tolerate like, this. When anymore. is enough enough? <sighs> this is a weird times, man. And I'm telling you, I'm like, where there's this weird kind of slingshot phase that we're in and we've, we should have been vocal and we've missed some time to be vocal. We still have time to be vocal. I am not advocating for violence. It's what we said. We've said this multiple times no, yeah, in, in use, other ways. When you can't debate, system. when you cannot speak and you, when you cannot, you know, use your words, the only other option is violence. We don't want that. I'm not advocating for that at all. What I'm saying is, and I'm not, I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is, if we miss the slingshot phase, if we miss the opportunity, the pivotal time to be vocal, to say we're not going to tolerate this anymore, then you slingshot into an era where militias get deployed and civil war, civil unrest happens. Mm-hmm. This, we are not immune to this. 
We see this, I mean, at least grown up, I'm 33. Grown up, I saw this all the time on the news, world news over there. Oh man, man, so thankful to be in America. Oh gosh, it's happening in in, in uh, Palestine. Oh gosh, and, you know, happy to live in America. Oh, it's happening in Iraq. Okay, we're not immune to it. We're no. we're we are so moving towards that, um, that it will bite us in the butt if we don't take the opportunity to be vocal. Yep, yep. And there's one other thing about all of this, especially with Biden and Ukraine, that. I just want to raise the flag and say, hey, we should pay attention to this because file it away. If you look at history, one, just just go look it up. Look at how World War One started. We're pretty much essentially repeating history again here with the way that that we are. Uh, it seems like we're tiptoeing into it, but we're really not like like we've been pretty as far as the actions that the U.S. has taken under the guide of Biden, not under the approval of the Congress, but under just Biden doing mm-hmm. stuff and the executive branch being way out of line and way unhinged, we're committing acts of war against mm-hmm. Russia. Like we just are. And, and Russia's already said like they've, they've laid out like kind of hard lines. The most recent one, Hey, if you guys send fighter jets over to, if we see your jets in Ukraine, like that's it. Like that's the last straw it's on. We're, we're, we're going to war. Wow. And Sure enough, who's saying to send fighter jets? Lindsey freaking Graham, a really? Republican from South Carolina. What? Is like, send the fighter jets. We need to supply them with fighter jets. So that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking this. about the deep state. It doesn't make sense it to me. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. That's the deep state. Is that the only way that it does make sense is if there is some sort of private public oh, partnership totally. that's going Good. on. And it's, and it's, it's what it's going to do is it's going to put like, I'm telling y'all, this is not, this is not doomsday. This is reality. World war one, world war two, our children paid for that. Right. They were the ones that were overseas Mm -hmm. fighting those battles. And if we think that that's never, ever going to happen again, shame on us Mm. for being that lackadaisical and that just cavalier with with our people's lives yeah because that's where this is going yeah we are and committing acts of war and russia saying hey if you guys do this like we're not playing around and also off to the side here you've got china supplying russia with yeah military uh weapons and things Mm -hmm. like that and we're telling china hey if you supply them with stuff, we're not going to tolerate it, which is so just insane. Yeah. To be the ones that are supplying <laughs> Ukraine and then to tell China, oh, but you can't do that. Right. We, we are picking fights. Yeah. For sure. And if we're picking and fights. For what? Like, if it, like, here's the deal. If it was a situation where, you know, the bully needed to get popped in the mouth. All right. Listen, for the, for, I'm not saying I would even advocate. I, that's just it's just a different scenario but we're talking about two bullies here yeah well that's the great question is is it worth it right is it worth the thousands of lives is it worth the bloodshed is it worth the dead is it worth the no. all of it yeah and, and i would heavily advocate no it's not yeah <laughs> it's not worth it we shouldn't even be involved in this yeah. but that's where this thing is heading and and something that too if you pay attention to history anytime like let let's go rewind, if you will, to the late 1920s, early 1930s. The Great Depression has taken place. Franklin Roosevelt is 
the president, and he's got all kinds of socialism he wants to push through. The the Great New Deal, yeah. as they called it. He wanted to push that thing through, and it, and it was probably one of the worst things that has ever happened to the United States. Mm. It wasn't really terribly popular when it first got right. like presented and first became. It, it wasn't popular. But what we've seen in history is the the globalists, the government, the elite, they will use wars to push through their stuff so that at the on the backside of the war, the war is so bad oh, yeah. that y- you don't even care about what was a problem 10 years ago. Right. Like just do anything to make this stop. Right. Do anything to make the bloodshed in. Yeah. Do anything to make the war stop. Oh, we've got all this crazy social programs. Fine. I don't care. Just make right. it stop. Make Jeez, the killing stop. Dude. And I, I feel like <laughs> over the last few years we've been tested and the resistance has been tested mm. and there's been resistance and there's really one other option that that these elites that these globalists have up their sleeve and that's to to push their agenda through with with a war yeah we're on the back end all we can do is throw our hands up and say anything just to make it stop totally and losing our freedom losing our privacy uh mm. socialism cronyism public private partnerships all of that we don't care about as long as we're just able to be alive and our families are able to be alive mm. that's that's really what this could boil down to so uh, what, what do we do? What do we do? That's always kind of the question we come back to on the yeah. show is to not sit here and, and fear and in panic. Although this should like stir up some healthy fear, like a good, oh, like totally. sobriety yeah. of like, Ooh, I shouldn't just act like nothing's going on. Right. Like something is going on. So we have still right now, I don't know what it's going to look like in two months or six months or a year from now. But at least right now, we still have an opportunity to put our foot in the ground and say, nope, this cannot happen. This will not happen. Yeah. So I need to call my congressman. I need to make sure that if I have the opportunity to vote in the primary before we go into a war and war has already uh, taken place and we're in the midst of a war, if I have an opportunity to vote in a primary before that happens, Mm -hmm. I better freaking get that right. Yeah. Like I better not send Lindsey Graham back to the Senate. <laughs> Sheesh. I better not send any of these other Republicans that are pretending to be Republicans right. back to the Senate or back to the House or to my state house or to my state Senate. Like the the hour of urgency is now. Yeah. There, sure. There's no more waiting around. Yep. We've got to, we absolutely have to stand up, say enough is enough. And turn the country back to what we were founded on.